speaking of shows, did you read or see the? You don't you don't subscribe to Looper, do you? I uh, do. The video. I, I do, but I don't. I don't really get to check it on a daily basis. But I do. I do subscribe. Subscribe to it. Okay, because they had a short segment on Keanu Reeves. Apparently, Marvel wants him to possibly play Adam Warlock, or or and he wants to play Wolverine. And I'm like, dude, you're 55 years old. It's it's too late. Yeah, you know, and, and the they, clocks run out on that. Yeah, they well, Adam Warlock, maybe, maybe. You know, I don't know. Um, and then DC wants him to play somebody. I just can't remember who it was. No, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Namor. They wanted to play Prince Namor. Oh, okay. Either, I'm not. I wouldn't be a problem with Warlock or Namor. I mean, that's perfectly fine. I just don't think he can pull off Wolverine because it's like, dude, you're too old, man. Uh, the clock has run out on that, dude. It's it's over. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. You know, I mean, if 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 Hugh Jackman, who's Fifty, thought he was too old. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Also, they said there might be a John Wick five, four and five. Really? What could they mm-hmm. possibly do for a fifth one? I don't know. I just watched uh, the the Parabellum one. That was that yeah. that betrayal. That betrayal at the end was something more. That yeah. was. Yeah, I was so pissed. I was like, "You betrayed your boy like that, man." Yeah, he sucks. Wow. But yeah, I can see what you mean. That it's looking like we're coming to the end of John Wick because he was running all bow-legged and slow. And <laughs> like, he was just hurt. Yeah, he yeah. Just hurt. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're getting you're getting up there, dog. I don't know what they. I know what they're gonna do for the fourth one. He's gonna hunt him and uh, that brother down. Uh, Larry, uh, yeah, the no, no, not Fishburne, the, the other brother from uh, the Continental, the one that's front desk. Oh, yeah, 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 I forget his name. I know him because I play Destiny, he's his character's name is Zavala on, uh, on Destiny, so I know him from that. That's all I know his name is. I don't know his real name, but I call uh, him I know him from Oz and the Wire, yes, yeah, Oz and the Wire, yeah. Um, I saw him on the Wire the first four or five episodes I've seen, so I know him from that too. Uh, but the fifth one, I don't know what there could be. I, mean, I <laughs> but they said there's probably gonna be five of them, man. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what else they're because you realize these movies have only there are three movies and it's supposed to cover I think five days or six days. Something really? like well, one and two. One and two are damn near back. Well, no, that's not true. They're all less than a month. It's less inside a month. Okay. Two and three. Two and three are the same. Are day one and day two. Yes, that that's the same day because he's running down the street. Yeah, that's the same day. Yeah, two and three are an hour apart. Right. And but, uh, one and two, I think, is like four weeks or three weeks, something like that. Yeah, because he so didn't how, get much peace before that dude showed up with that damn uh, marker. Yeah, so I was like, how, how, um, how much can they put his body through? 
And, I don't I mean, know. You know what I mean? I don't know. If they're, if, they're, if they're doing like this same timeline, unless they're not going to go fast forward a year or two, or how? I don't know, man. Stallone managed to pull off how many Rambos over how many decades? Yeah. So maybe because Keanu's in good shape, you know, he just, I think he looked so bad because he had just, I wonder if he was acting that way because he was supposed to because of how much damage he took earlier, an hour before that. Oh, I wonder yeah. if that was part of the character development. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, absolutely. That That's why you had that totally out of the blue scene is like, oh, these pills will give you uh, stamina and and, and, and uh, take away any pain you might have. So, yes. so I was like, oh, okay, so now he's a superhero. Okay, I get it. And yeah. uh, and there's that scene where he's fighting those two guys that respect him. And, and <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. he needs a moment to get his breath because he's been, you know, fighting nonstop. So that's absolutely one of the... They're, they're absolutely playing that up a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know how how I don't know what he actually looks like. You know what I mean? You know, healthy and running. So it it, it it's going to be interesting, especially the next one because I don't think that one's coming out because of the virus until 2022, 20 something like that because of the virus. Uh, a lot of things got set back, man. Also, did you read that movie theaters might might be done now? Now, I don't I don't believe that for a minute, but uh I hope you're right because they're talking about that virus and that stay home thing. Some a couple of uh, companies have already uh, streamed their uh, their debuts on uh, I can't remember what platform, but they've streamed them. Yeah, and yeah. That is, that a is lot the of a, a lot of theaters are doing that. Uh, like Kiggins is is streaming, and uh, there's a you know I have that horror film festival I do every year. That's mm-hmm. that's streaming next week. Or yeah, the seventeenth. So yeah, next week it starts, and uh, so I don't, you know, I don't, um, I don't think they're going to go away. They're going to figure out something, and definitely there are going to be some casualties because AMC is done. Yeah, they are. I was reading that too. AMC <laughs> is toast. Yeah, I mean they uh, they first tried to act like they were like. Well, uh, I forget what company I think was Universal. Or no, not Universal. Yeah. Uh, We won't play any of their movies. And then they reneged on that real quick because they realized they need, you know. But it just, it just, it will evolve and theaters will still exist because there's people who are going to want that immersive uh, experience with a lot of, with a lot of, um, big tentpole films and uh, but, but the thing is with the movie industry is that it is completely they're, they're always they're, they're, they're the slowest to come to uh, to modernize I mean look how long look how long it took them to come out with like luxury theaters where you can have dinner and all that yeah. shit I mean they yeah. came out they came out with that strong probably around 2005 but yeah, that's about right. All, all over the globe, they were doing it for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. That's right. Yeah, they were. Look how they fought VHS. Look how they fought sound. I mean, mm-hmm. the movie, the medium is about 120, 125 years old. And um, they're just now, you know, they've never had to change their business model for 
90 years. So, yeah. <laughs> so they're yeah. just slow to come. They'll figure it out, but it's just, it's not going to come easy. But well, it, it will, it will, it won't be like it always was, but it's, it's definitely going to change. It is, it's, you know, it's going to, might shrink. Here's the problem, though. I almost see it as the uh, going the way of the drive-through, you know, because there were generations before us that, you know, that's what they did on Friday, Saturday night. They go to the drive-through, and then my generation comes around, and once we get a little older, it's gone. You know, it's a, there's one or two in the entire state. It's kind of like, oh my god, I used to go there as a kid. Oh, grandma, shut the hell up, you know. And I wonder if that's going to be the movie theater where it's like, you know. Eloise will be in her 20s and be like, oh my God, I used to go to the uh, blah, 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 you know, and her kids will be like, oh, shut the hell up, old woman, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, if it'll be like that, where it'll be uh, nostalgic, not one on every corner, because even Regal is, 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 is in trouble, you know, and they're the big, they're the second biggest one, I think, in the, in the entire country, and they're in deep shit. You know. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm telling you, uh, I, I'm calling it here. It will, it might change, it might shrink, but it's never going to go away. Well, I hope you're right because I would hate well, to as have long, to watch as long as they have, as long as they have blockbusters, they will never go away. People want to see that immersive, be immersed in, uh, and you know, streaming. They haven't figured out streaming the way they want yet. I mean, that's why we have art house films because when the blockbuster came they had a no place for these smaller films now that's mm -hmm. you know it, it's it, i think it's going to shrink a little bit but i don't think it's going away i think it's i think it's a little premature to say it's not coming you know it's not coming back but well some, it is it is you're some, right no i'll give you credit for that you're right you're right it is premature but uh there will be there will be some casualties i mean that's 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 inevitable absolutely but like what you are right it is premature but the virus changed I think it changed America in a lot of ways man because there are people who, whose companies told them they could never work from home are now working from home I mean, right. Stephanie, Stephanie's job there's some people who are revolting now because they work just fine from in their house why do I got to drive to a building to do what I can do in my fucking office in my house and the companies can't say now that oh, it's not viable it doesn't work no, it does work. And Twitter's uh -huh. proving it. Twitter's like, you guys can stay at home. It worked just fine. And, yeah. you know, it changed also how important uh, certain jobs are. You know, when people say, ah, grocery store workers are not essential. Uh, well, if you want to get some groceries, I bet, bet it's essential. And now they're going to be able to get more money. A lot of things have changed because of that. And that's why I think the movie theater, I don't know if it changed for good or for, for better or for worse, but you are going to see major changes. I don't know which direction, but I'm leaning towards it's going to change to where it's going to shrink. It's not going to be like the, the glorious 90s where fucking Act 3 was, what was it, every five miles or three miles there was an Act 3 theater? Something like that. Find, yeah, you couldn't find parking on in any of them some days, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are those are the glory days with the '90s when I was working there. Those are the glory days of the theater, oh, and yeah. I don't think it'll ever be back to that, man. I, I just really wonder what it's going to be like in five or six years. You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll. I don't think it can go back to that. But no. then again, but but um, one thing I think 
will happen is it's going to make like uh, movie companies think more about their budgets because you know we're getting to a ridiculous uh, like movies with two, two hundred fifty, three hundred million dollar you know budgets on some of these big blockbusters, and I'm including like you know promotion. So yeah. So but um, I think you know they won't be able to gamble like that anymore because if if the theater chains go away or they shrink, they got to really take into account what streaming, how possible you know they can make money that way. So we're going to see a lot of budgets probably kind of go back. At least this is my 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 theory that it's going to kind of go back to like the '80s, where you would have studios would have their you know three or four big movies, and they have what you know their five or six micro budget movies, and then the vast majority is in that middle you know twenty, thirty, ten, twenty, thirty million dollar range, and Mm -hmm. I think. I think that's for the better. But, no, it um, is. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, there's no, with your exception of your giant epics, there's no reason you should have these movies that are like that, you know, that kind of budget which drives up, which means they got to want to get the most amount of. I think it's in the long run, it's better for film and creativity. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because if you don't have these giant blockbusters dominating every screen, they'll open up the revenue, they'll open up the avenues for some of these smaller films to get seen and get right. made. You know, I mean, right. if anything, Bloomhouse has proven how how they can, yeah, you can have a successful studio and not make, not make, uh, you know, don't have your budgets exceed 10, 15, 20 million. I think their yeah. highest budget movies still less than thirty million. Well, also, uh, what's his face from uh, uh, Jordan Peele? He's proven that, you know, and so did uh, that that dude Tyler Perry. I mean, yeah, is, that they might be on. They might be the ones that, that usher in a brand new era of how to make movies. You know, uh, but the one the one thing that I see with that is. How, how do I put this? I think that streaming the video is like watching a wrestling or a boxing match on pay-per-view where if you stream the Avengers Endgame, you're going to make probably 10 times less money because the guy with the 70-inch screen and the surround sound is going to invite all his buddies over and for $21.99, we're all going to watch it. And that's right. how much how much how many tickets do they not get paid on? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they may they may just make a hundred million versus you know uh a billion dollars five hundred million, but that's yeah. just something they're gonna have to roll with. Right. I mean, you know, because uh it you know it's you know, back in when you you know you have your pay-per-view for fights, it's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. I mean they, yeah. they they've proven they can make you know, half a billion dollars in a weekend, so it's it's possible. And you know, they're just how big does your yacht have to be? I guess, right? You know, you know and that's what I mean. I remember Vince McMahon in the '90s when the Attitude Era was flowing and the cash was just everywhere. He tried to sue bars and certain other venues for show for buying the pay per view and showing them to people for free. He lost obviously because yeah, uh, I can't remember why he lost, but he lost in court uh, they said something about it the, it's been paid for and if the people come in to watch it 
that's too bad. They didn't pirate it. They bought it. You right. Can't, you can't get everybody to buy it. And then what are they going to do? Write you a check and send it to you? You know, that, that's, yeah. that's not how this works. So that's what I'm saying. That's with the movie companies. I know that's the first thing they thought of with streaming. Is it goddamn yeah. stream these big blockbusters? Even though our TVs are nice enough and they're a surround sound, Jack, where it's just like being in the movie theater. I mean, you, you for 120, 150 bucks, you can get nice surround sound in your house and invite yeah. people over and you're on a 70-inch screen watching the thing and you might have 30 people in there watching it at your own convenience. And that's the part that, that they got to figure out at your own convenience. You know, I don't have to go nowhere. That's why Blockbuster and all those failed. Not just because of the the, uh, the, 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 the the fees, but it's like, I don't have to leave my home. We are getting lazier and lazier, you know? And I don't want yeah. to leave my house if I don't have to, you know? And that's the, that's the key, is I can eat my own food that I went and bought for, have my own snacks, my own drinks, you know, my own licorice if I want it. You know, the kids can be in the house. They can make little noise. I don't have to worry about pissing somebody off. You know, uh, there's just so much more convenience to watch it at home. But I also understand your point of the immersiveness of that big screen. I mean, I couldn't imagine watching Endgame at home for the first time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't imagine it. Or that movie, uh, 1917. I couldn't imagine doing that. Yeah, you know uh, that half of it was just being immersed in it. But we are so far off track. We haven't even really started the show yet. So I'm going to do an official start, <laughs> and then we'll talk about our topic at hand. <laughs> okay. Hello, I'm I'm Damon. And you forgot your name for a second. I'm Marcel, and I'm about to be fused from my neck to my lower back. How y'all doing? And we are Black Nerd Radio. I didn't forget so much as I could hear your dog panting. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to <laughs> scream and get her away. She's just... Every time I get on the phone, she just has to be in my face. I don't know what it is about this dog. You know? Jesus. That's why I usually go outside when I need to talk on the phone. Is that I, I, she won't go away. Yeah. 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 Well, I... Um... We haven't had a show in a couple of weeks, and for once, it wasn't Marcel's fault. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and for all of this stuff going on, honestly, I just, I was like I explained to you a couple weeks ago, I just didn't have it in me. I just did not want to do it. Yeah. I was just, I, you know, I just was not in the mood, wasn't feeling doing it at all. And uh, But I feel we would be a little remiss not to at least talk a little bit on it and, uh, and basically, you know, the world's on fire, and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know the whole thing with um, George Floyd. You know, I was trying to think of the. There's actually as much as this sucks, and it's like this: you got COVID, you got the quarantine, you got protesting and civil mm-hmm. unrest and. You know, everything's just a powder keg, but there are some positives. Like uh, today, they announced, uh, at least I read in my news feed, that uh, Minneapolis is looking as to disband that police, uh, their de- that police department. Uh, you know where where this all went down. 
Oh, really? Yeah, uh, they're going to break it up and cut trim the fat, fire some people. I'm assuming, and uh, just kind of restart. They're disbanding the police that department, the police department. Good. That, that came out uh, yesterday. Wow, I didn't see that anywhere. I'm gonna have to look for that one because that's that's a good thing. Is that 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 cop was just like I like I, I told Stephanie the thing that made George Floyd's death so egregious was the fact that guy just had his hands in his pocket and just looked like. I'm going to kill him. What you going to do about it? Nothing. Exactly. That's exactly. What, that's what pissed everybody off. He didn't have any fury in his eyes. He didn't, he wasn't angered. He didn't like say, well, I just lost my mind for a few minutes. No, he was just like, yeah, I'm killing him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what are you going to do about it? Yeah, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to kill him. Yep. I know he's not moving here. Oh, he's moved a little bit. Let me dig it in a little deeper. That's what pissed everybody off, you know, and that's why this department has to be disbanded is because you 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 got I mean he had what did it what did my brother say I think he said he choked out and killed a white guy a couple years ago he shot yeah. somebody and he had like 70 complaints or 60 complaints or something like that or maybe I'm I'm juxtaposing him with uh well that's comparative I think maybe I'm merging him with um uh, that other cop who pushed that pro that black protester that black lady flipped out cop and rushed him away was cussing at him and screaming at him right. he, had, he had 79 complaints he drew his gun in two years get this 42 times holy shit 42 times he felt it necessary to unholster his gun wow 42 yeah, you have, you have, you have cops go there and you have cops go their entire careers without even touching it. That's what I was telling my brother. I was telling him that that back in my day, the cops would more or less would beat you up. I mean, they, they would just kick your ass and then dump you somewhere, but you'd be alive. And then yeah. you talk to some of the older cops from my when I was a kid, you'd run up to them, oh my God, officer, blah, blah, blah. How many times have you shot in the body? And they look at you like, man, I ain't pulled my gun in 20 years, man. It's dusty yeah. as hell. I don't need my gun. And then my brother yeah. said, you know, it's because those guys knew how to fight. He said, that is an issue he's been fighting right now with the Arizona people um, about, you know, that these cops today don't know how to fight. Did you know that at the police academy, it's considered a stress-free environment? They can't even yell it or stress these guys out to get them ready for the street. Really? Yeah. That's how far PC is gone. You're going to put a badge and a gun on somebody who's never been in a stressful situation and expect him to act right? Are you That's kidding insane. me? That's yeah. insane. I called him a liar. I, he, he said, he said Mario, I'm telling you, it, it, it is so bad. And they're so weak. They don't have any push-up requirements. They don't have any sit-up requirements. They think that's discriminatory, you know, fat shaming. They don't have any, they don't really have any behavioral requirements. You know, my brother said he's he kicked out. God, I think he said like thirty different people when he was in charge of bringing them into this his department because they didn't have the psychological uh, wherewithal to have the badge or gun. You know, they were bullies or had been bullied. You know, he heard one of them like, "Yeah, I can't wait to be a cop, get on them streets, man, and own this shit." And he's like, "Nope, you're out." Jesus yep, you're Christ! Out. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, and then I saw another video, two videos of these officers putting their knees on the dude's back of the dude's necks. And I'm like, this has to be taught as as a tactic to restrain the uh, the individuals to drop your knee on the back, on their neck. Not the upper back. I mean, you want to put your knee in the back. That's dangerous, but, you know, whatever. Unless you're 400 pounds, you're not going to do that much damage unless the person's like, you know, a 100-pound model. But right. if you drop it on their neck, you're going to kill somebody. They already did. I mean, it should, it should be an immediate termination if that's found. And there's video everywhere now. They can't hide. You know, like that, like yeah. that old man. One more, and then I'll stop talking for a minute. They had that old man in Minneapolis who, who they pushed down and he cracked the back of his head open and they just walked yeah. away. Did you see? Yeah. They first reported that he tripped and fell. Yeah, they, they reported they tripped and uh, then it was he was yelling at us. He was pushing, and you find out he was just trying to return the helmet that one of them dropped. Yeah, and uh, they've both been arrested as of yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's hope. Uh, oh, there's also six cops in Georgia that were pulling people out of cars yep. through the windshield and tasing tase, people yep and that. pepper spraying them peaceful protesters mm-hmm. and uh, all six of them six of them and five of them were black yeah i know it was just kind of you know which goes to show you that they're just you know they're just all about the the blue line i guess it really is it's like blood in blood out you know they they are for all intents and purposes they believe, particularly since the war on whatever became, you know, drugs first and crime and then all that other crap, they truly believe that it's them against us. And we have yeah. to do whatever we can do to fight off these savages. You know, because we're the last line of defense for good people. And they believe that they're a gang. They truly are. They have that mentality where they protect each other. There ain't no snitching in, in cops, just like in gangs. Don't nobody snitch. Yeah, exactly. That's how it is. They, they look at it as it, they, it, they, yeah, they move like a gang. Yeah, they do. They even have, and also Hollywood does not help. I told Anto, I told my, I told my brother that I was like, Hollywood has not helped. Police work used to be like Dragnet or Columbo, where it was mostly boring fucking paperwork. You know, but now, like with bad boys, Will Smith shoots 10, 12 people and his companion, I was like, oh, you shot 12 people? Yeah, you know, it was a slow day today. <laughs> and everybody thinks that's how it is. You know, even though it's boring. It used to be a boring job. That's why most people didn't want to take it. It was boring. Yeah. You know, but now they become uh, uh, militarized. They, 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 they're, they're on wars. You know, even though they're not, and they, there's no accountability, none. There's no accountability. They can do what they want, and that's the problem. Every every state and county should have a civilian oversight that overrules even the DA when it comes to police work, and they should be able to charge them. And the federal government should send in a prosecutor to prosecute them, not the local prosecutor. Because as, as most people forget, the cops work for the DA. 
Yeah. You know, they're like the. Yeah. The DA doesn't get cases without the cops. You know, that's who they work for. So the DA prosecuting the cop is like cutting off a finger. You know, you don't do that. So it's just all the the system's all fucked up. It's just all fucked up. It totally needs to be, I mean, it's not going to happen, but it needs to be just completely torn down and redone. It does. It really does. And I told my brother, the one thing that should be an automatic termination should be a line on your, on on the, on what happened and on your forms. That should be automatic termination. I don't, absolutely. I don't care. I don't even care as much about cops beating up people. But that line on those forms has cost more people more years of their lives that you can't give back than anything is when they lie and say, you did this, this, and this, when that's not what happened. They're caught lying. The union, there should be a provision for the union that says you can't defend them. And then boom, terminated. They go on a list where they can never be hired again. That's it. That shit will be nipped in the bud almost immediately. It, they need to have, they need to be some kind of revision with, with with their union to where their pensions start getting penalized or taken away when yep. shit like this pops up. Yep. You people act tend to act real fucking right when their money's in jeopardy. Yep. When it's their money, yep, coming out of their pockets, all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> loose cigarettes, brother. You go ahead and you sell those. I love. <laughs> I gotta think about my money. I gotta think about my money. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah, ain't for, that important? <laughs> yeah, they, they need to like. There needs to be that. There needs to be some. You know, if you're you're you know you lose your pension, you don't just lose your job. You lose your pension. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, man. I mean, a lot of this shit. You know, I could hear other cops going, "Man, you're gonna lose your pension. Not you're gonna kill the suspect. You're gonna lose your yeah. pension." He'd hop off him real quick. Oh God, I forgot. Yeah, you know, I don't want to lose my money. Y'all right, sir? Get this man some help. Get this man some help. That's what would happen because, as sick as our your idea and our idea is, that's what drives the world, man. Is money, and that's what you got to do. Like um, Roy Wood Jr. said, um, you know, that if you put up a uh, hundred thousand dollars for for somebody snitching, you know, like they beat up a suspect, and you don't want to say up front, you just put it anonymously and if they catch him you know you get a hundred thousand dollars said man they'll be arresting each other that's a roll call you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> be, like, yeah rest me too rest me too i need that i need that extra money. <laughs> yeah, i thought that was hilarious but it's true man it's, it's money driven but these protests to get all the way back to the original it's just watching the meanness in these cops eyes has made white people as a whole finally go these people weren't lying I always thought they were lying and that's what's kind of that was another thing I I had it took me had to take a few days to process it but it was like I'm glad that I mean I've never seen anything like this no there's I mean there when when MLK got when MLK died when he got murdered or assassinated mm-hmm. there was 103 riots nationwide and when he when he like all the stuff he was fighting for they made happen six days 
later after he died. Six days because, you know, once the writing started, they just like, okay, um, I can't, uh, you know, we, we got to fix this. Mm-hmm. Now, th- this happening, 700 protests across the country alone. Not only is it se- 700 cities in the U.S., 22 countries participated in this protest. Mm-hmm. That has never happened before. No. Never, never when an issue in the U.S., one, one isolated issue caused a worldwide protest. That has mm-hmm. never happened. That has never mm-hmm. happened. So that part feels good that we're finally being heard. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's infuriating that it took this long and it took this to be heard. Yep. You know, it's, yep. it's, and uh, I've spent a lot of like, you know, that's why we didn't do a podcast. I just didn't really want to do it. I did. I spent a lot of days completely. I am, I, I, you know, went back into that fucking doing a thing I said I wouldn't do. And that's fighting with idiots on the internet. Mm hmm. Um, there was like uh, on Facebook in particular, I, if I, you know, I just kind of, I just kind of scorched the earth a little bit. I just, if I saw anyone with a all lives matter or, uh, I stand with the police, even if they didn't even speak on a, on a, on, on a post I made or a post I participated in with the com the comments. I just immediately blocked him. Yep, gotta go. There, there was one girl uh, I've known since she was Eloise's age. She's a grown woman with kids of her own now. And uh, she was like, she did not fucking know what this is all about. She's like, why are people mad at Trump? He didn't kill him. And and it's racism is bad. And I was like, no, bitch. Yeah, I didn't say that because I wanted to just get my point across instead of just name call and call her an idiot because she's an idiot. Right. But I just basically laid out exactly what happened and just kind of like, if you don't know, you're just not paying attention. This isn't new news. And and honestly, I didn't have to do much of anything because the the comments just pretty much put her in her place. Mm -hmm. You know, and there was a picture Heather posted um, of Eloise mm-hmm. and uh, El- Eloise was at the, our neighborhood had a, a, a small protest in the village, you know, and and they, she had made a bunch of signs and she had a sign as you know, is my dad next? And uh, Heather thought it was you know because it wasn't like someone told her to do it. That's just what Eloise made. That's just a sign she made. Mm-hmm. And um, Heather took a picture of it and thought how you know how it sucks that a child has to worry about that. A nine-year-old right. kid has to even have that thought. Mm-hmm. And she posted it on Instagram. And there is a woman that is—I've uh, probably met her a handful of times, probably at this point. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't remember her, and I didn't. Your wife had sent me a text. Yeah, like she was like, "What is? Who is this? You know, like almost like who's this bitch?" And uh, she was basically one of those fucking, well, all lives matter, and it's, <laughs> and it's just and it, people are people, and we just need to do it. Just shut, and, you know. I don't need to hear that bullshit right now. And it and, and that was kind of another case, you know. As Sandy ended up kind of putting the cap on that one, but mm-hmm. a lot of your, your she ended up she Stephanie, I could tell she was 
texting, you know, posting her rebuttal through gritted teeth. She was. <laughs> but it was a very eloquent way of telling the lady, dressing her down, pretty much telling her that she doesn't know what she's talking about. And you come to find out, this woman has never left her small town. This woman's in her 60s. She never left her small town in her whole life. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, her, her worldview is so fucking small. Yeah. There's no there's no black people in Milton Freewater. Oh, is <laughs> so, that where she's from? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Milton Freewater, there ain't no... I don't think there's anybody but maybe a few Mexicans down there. Maybe. Yeah, there's Mexicans and whites. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's what I thought. You know, Mexicans tend to be everywhere for some odd reason. They're everywhere. Well, well they, they, they are becoming this uh, small... They are becoming the majority. Yeah, they are. And... Uh, but but I knew when Stephanie showed me that I was like, you gotta understand that this woman was 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 maturing, and it's not an excuse, but she was maturing into a person when when my dad didn't have any rights or our full set of rights. Yeah, I, you know? I get what you I get what you're saying, but I uh, again I'm I'm kind of past that now. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, I and and the fact I, the fact that I know people her age and older mm-hmm. that are fuck hell, Heather's grandparents they're they're both dead now, but they were 88 and 91 when they passed. Both progressive as fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they've seen right. it. They've seen it all. Yeah, you know, they're they're both around during the you know burning of Black Wall Street. They know real racism, yeah. and they they were not like that. Well, you've so, always had people like even during slavery, you always had the underground. You always had people who were willing to die to help. I mean, it's always been that. But but the majority, the worst thing is is that are the people. I can't remember what quote how the quote goes, but the worst people are not the ones who are the good ones or the bad ones they're the ones that sit in the middle they don't choose a side they just go like I'm gonna close my eyes or put on blinders and not see anything you know those are the worst ones you know yeah. that's the majority so this lady just put on her blinders and she just saw her life she didn't see what happened to anybody else and if she heard a story she's like well I haven't seen it I said because you never left Melton free water and you know the sheriff personally. He probably was over at your house for dinner the other last night. But the whole thing is, if you have half a brain, you see the post. You don't. If you feel that way, you don't try and negate this girl's, this little girl's point. You know what I mean? Because that's what she was trying to do: negate what Eloise was feeling with her bullshit. And I have zero tolerance for it now. I, so I, I just, I, I've gone, I've gone through, and the more I see shit like this, I just think about. Eloise, I think about her. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is this is the world she's going to be living in. Yeah, and and uh, I don't, I have zero tolerance for it. So when I see an all lives matter, or I stand with the police, or the blue line is, you know, you you gotta fucking go. Mm-hmm. There's a couple people that sent me DMs. Oh, I saw you. What I saw you in front of me. What's going on? I was like, you're 44 years old, man. If you don't fucking know, then go with God. I can't fuck with you anymore. And then yeah. I've let go about about 30 people this week. Yeah. And, and uh, the people that I thought were not who they their true colors showed them to be. So I don't. I just have zero. I don't have. I don't have tolerance for it. I just. I. I can't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just and if I have to have the um, what what white privilege versus Black Lives Matter means to another grown adult that should already fucking know, 
I'm gonna fucking blow my brains out. I just can't. I am so fucking done. Oh yeah. With having to explain what's painfully obvious, or these fucking people are just willfully ignorant. I'm I'm done with it. I am fucking done. I, agree. I have no tolerance for it. The thing is, man, that quote "ignorance is bliss" is not around for no reason, dude. When you're ignorant and you're and you're white. Your life can be truly stress-free to an extent. I mean, my dad said something when I was a, when I was in my teens that I that still sticks with me to this day. He said, "Remember, if no matter how rich you become, you can never get away from white people. White people become rich enough they can get away from you." He said, "Now mm-hmm. let me tell you about where you sit in this country." And he's right. I can't make enough money to get away from them. Even if I wanted to, there's nowhere to go. You know, in the, in the United States, I'd have to go to Nigeria or something, which is beautiful. But if I want to stay here in the States, there's nowhere to go. You know, all these white folks get rich enough, they just go buy a house in the Hamptons and they may see Puff Daddy, maybe. Or I'm sorry, PD, what the fuck his name is nowadays. They may see him. But other than that, nothing but other white folks. You know, there's certain parts of uh, An- like Anaheim. You can go down there and live, and it's just nothing but white people. Ah, haven't seen a nigger in three days. You know where am I? <laughs> Even the rich parts of Atlanta. There's when I went down there, man. There were still days where I saw white people, just maybe one or two, but I saw them. Uh-huh. You know? And I can't get away, and that's the thing. It's like you grew up in one of those towns, and you see how the cops treat you. They're buddy buddy. You know, they know everybody's name or you never see the police, you know, beat you up or beat up your friends. It's hard for you to say, well, maybe they beat up this, these kind of these, these, these people of this complexion. You know, like I told my brother, you know, who's fighting something right now. And I'll talk about that later. But I retold the story about the bag on the wheel of my car in context with what's happening today. Now, he knew the story because I bitched about it forever after I got home. But Uh he had forgotten what it was. So I told him what happened. And for those of you who don't know, I got pulled over one night coming back from playing basketball. I had my uh, 82 Chrysler Baron driving down 26, which which is a freeway here in Oregon. And I was going home and I ran over a trash bag. It got caught on the wheel of the car. And I knew I ran it over. And for some, no, some reason, an officer pulled up, you know, out of nowhere and pulled me over with his lights flashing. And he said, you got a wheel, you got something on the wheel of your car. I think it's a trash bag, sir. I was like, oh, cool. Stepped out of the car, reached over, pulled it off the wheel, opened up the back door, threw it in the back seat, closed it up, said, thank you, officer. Have a good night. One foot in the car, license and registration. And my brother was speechless. He's like, I don't get it. Why would they do that? I was like, you tell me. And I told him I was delayed for 45 minutes, that four other cop cars showed up, and I was handcuffed. And he could not understand why that happened. I'm like, dude, you know why that happened. Then I told the story about how I got pulled over one night for driving, what was it? 34 and a 35 I got pulled over for that wow 
34 in the face. Like, you're driving a little slow there, uh, sir. Is everything okay? He gave me the, that. And I was like, man, I was driving 34 in a 35. How is that a little slow? License of registration, whatever. You know, and I, I just gave it to him. He's all right, uh, you know, just just drive drive the speed limit, sir. Have a good night. And I was like, go fuck yourself. And I just left. These are the type of incidences that make, that, that when you tell your white friends, they don't believe you unless they're there to see it because that's never happened to them. Like that lady in Milton Freewater, she could not understand, wrap her head around that experience, either one of those. She couldn't. Right. She has nothing to 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 to, to base it on, you know. So I, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to not to blame them, and sometimes it's hard to blame them. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I can't give a fuck about their excuses anymore. It's in a, you're in the internet age. It has never yeah. been easier for information. Never. Yep. I just can't give a fuck about anyone who has that who, who just refuses to to fucking step up get with the times you know you're talking about the the uh you think of the cops i remember one time when i first met heather uh when we were like the first year we were together uh one of her friends was getting married and um it was uh it was someplace in salem and i was coming from vancouver i lived in vancouver at the time mm-hmm. so to go where the the place was uh it was um, it was hard to find. It was like in the middle of the stick somewhere. Yeah. And this is in the early days of GPS. At least my GPS sucked, and I remember uh, it kept having me go in circles. Yep. And I yeah. I just could not find the place. And I pulled into uh, I was in I pulled into a gas station to, to get directions. Now I'm dressed like I'm going to a wedding. Mm-hmm. And um, I get out of the car and. Uh, you know that part of Salem it's you know gun racks and American flags in the back of pickup trucks country oh yeah uh, and uh, so I'm asking the guy behind the counter uh, directions and he he's like um, he gives me directions and I did up just buying a map just to double you know make sure I'm going the right place and uh, I go out to my car and there's uh, there is a now I'm parked now there's it's a small gas station and you can park off to the side or you can park where you're getting gas I wasn't getting gas so I parked off to the side mm-hmm. and where I was supposed to park and there is a truck in front of me a parked and I mean less than five inches from my bumper which is odd I, I immediately noticed it because it was like there's an open lot there's nothing out there and it's just my car and this car parked extremely close. And I, I'm backed up to a, a pole. So I can't, I'm, I'm stuck in there. And the guy is out of his truck and he's talking to the guy filling up at, at, the, at the pump. So I, you know, it was only three of us there. So I, I figured out pretty quickly who's who. So I walked up to the guy and said, uh, excuse me, can you move your car? I, I can't get out. You're park way you're parked way close. He's like, Oh yeah, just a minute. And I was like, No, now. Yeah. Like, you're not doing anything. Fucking move your car. And he tried to get like in my you know, get tough because he's with his friends. There's like three of them. But I <laughs> I go, Oh, I, I said, Don't let the tie fool you. I will fucking kill you. If you don't move your truck. <laughs> and he's like, so he gets and he moves his truck. 
I get in the car, and, you know, there's, uh, you know, fuck you, fuck you. It's like, you guys started this. I had nothing to do with whatever it is this is. I get maybe 50 yards from the guy. I get pulled over. Of course you did. <laughs> and uh, the cops saw the whole thing. And I was like, uh, he's like, uh, uh, just seeing uh, what the problem was. I was like, you saw what the problem was. He was clearly starting something with me by parking directly in front of me when he had, I don't know, five, six other spaces to park and then not want to move uh, when I asked him not politely to move and I had to get to that. If you saw that and you let it go on, license registration, please. Yep. It's like, are you fucking serious? Of course. And he's like, uh, uh, you, you, you were in there, uh, where you look like you're going to somewhere. Say, I'm going to a wedding and I'm already late. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Went and sat in his car 45 minutes. Of course he did. <laughs> he to fuck 45 me. minutes. And he comes back. No ticket. No nothing. Nope. And oh, okay, good, good, good day. It's like I didn't say a word to him. I just took it and drove off. Yep. And uh, uh, he was just, you know, I was, I, I you know, I was going to get into it with one of his buddies or some white boys he knew, some country fucks. And he was just going to waste my time because he knew I had somewhere to go. Yep. You know, and, and I, and that and I'm one and we're the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. We're the lucky ones. Yep. So uh I was talking to another friend of mine, Danielle. She was, you know, one, I didn't mean to put her name or her government out there, but yeah, <laughs> she, yeah. her the CEO of where she works, he's a black, he's black. Mm-hmm. And during uh the Zoom meeting, he was talking about how, you know, he had the, you know, things he has to do as a CEO, a man worth millions of dollars. His routine is the same as ours when he gets pulled over because it does not matter. It nope. is, you know, it, you, 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 it's just you're just taught from a young age. Mm-hmm. Ten and two, wallet, uh, wallet where they can see it, so you're not reaching for it. Glove box open, so you can easily get to your shit. Or if you don't have it in your visor, you know, it's just like this yeah. is. So, it, so the good, the positives of all of this is like. The conversation for uh, on a on a national level is mm-hmm. uh, is happening now about changing this. And, you know, and you got like like John Boyega. That was kind of crazy. He was like, I don't know if I'm gonna have a career after this, but he's been leading a lot of those protests in in the UK. Yeah, but Jordan Peele's like, don't worry, buddy, I got you. If they yeah, ain't gonna hire you, you'll be in all my movies. You ain't got nothing to uh, worry about, man. I got you. I he has a few di- few directors said that to him. Uh, the guy that uh, directed the second uh, Star Wars movie said the same thing. So, yeah, said, as, long, as long as I got a movie to make, you got a you got a place. Yeah, you know? you're fine. These white boys and these you, they're not they're not gonna screw you over. Uh, but I remember, but, I remember when I was with uh, when Heather and I, I think we were just starting to go out, and uh, yeah. we were at Pietro's Pizza, just talking in the car after a raw, and I saw that I saw the cop car pull up. And I was like, oh boy. And I said, look, you listen to me. Put your hands on the steering wheel. And I'll put my hands on the dash. Don't move. Because he's going to come over to my window and yell at me, even though you're the driver. So don't reach, don't move, don't do nothing. Dude came over, this little white man with a with a mustache came over and started just screaming at me. What the hell are you doing over here? And Heather was like, what? We're just outside talking. License registration. 
and she just she darted towards the uh, glove box. I grabbed her hand. I said, "Don't you ever make a move like that towards something like that." Cause he was shooting me, and I put her hand back up, and I said, "Now, if she's gonna reach to her glove box and get her license registration. Is that okay?" He was like, "Hurry up!" He was not in a good mood that night, and I'm like, "Okay, now you may go and reach." And I'm like, and then the whole way home, she was like, "I didn't never see anything like that." I'm like, "Yeah, I've been trying to tell you, it is different with with me, with black folks. This is what we deal with. We can't just reach into the into our glove box. That's how you get shot. Yeah, you don't do that. You know, I can't just no man. Now I have to take I take my keys when I'm on my car now when I can drive uh, is keyless." So, but before I would take my keys out of the car, out of the ignition, put it on the passenger seat. My wallet's already on the passenger seat and all that stuff so that he can't say I tried to start the car up and run him over. I don't keep him in the ignition. I've seen a couple stories where cops have said, they, well, he reached for the ignition, his keys. I thought he was going to run me over. I feared for my life. Nope. So it's over there so he can't say shit. Yeah. And I just keep my hands on 10 and 2. And if I even get a hint that they have attitude, I'm not reaching for nothing. I'm like, dude, I'm not reaching for nothing because you you sound pretty pissed off for some reason and I'm not going to give you a reason to shoot me. I've had that happen twice where I've told them I'm not reaching for anything till you calm down. You know? Yeah. Because right now, my life's in danger. So I'm, you're going to, if you shoot me now, you're going to prison forever. So you ain't gonna be able to talk your way out of this one. Right. And I'm thinking about getting dash cameras for our cars just to make sure. I'm really thinking about doing that. Well, I have a, I have a, um, a like a mount on my on my you know on my dash where I put my phone, like when I use my GPS and stuff. Yeah. And if I ever get pulled over, I just put it on camera mode and reverse camera. There you you know, there's there's your there's your dash cam right there, you know. True. And not only not only does it record, you could stream it anywhere, you know. So it's happening in real time. Right. Because I think so. that's that's what black folks need to do as a whole. We need to start using our phones or get dash cams, something to record every single interaction we have. Um, I watched this one guy get a ticket because the cop said he didn't have a seatbelt on, even though his seatbelt was on. And he took it off because the cops showed up. And see, I never mm-hmm. take my seatbelt off when they show up. Me neither. No. Me neither. It stays on until I need to take it off. Right, until he says take it off. And then that way, even he can't say nothing. And also, if they tell you, you know why I pulled you over? You don't say shit. You go, nope, no idea. Even if I think I know, I I, I don't say shit either. It's just, but it's just what we're, what we're taught from a young age. Yeah. It's just it, it's just sad that it has to be that way. Here's the fucked up thing. I've been re- I've been watching uh, some videos and reading some comments and all this about how are some of these, you know, white mother, black black husband, uh, black white husband, black mother raising their kids now? How are they treating? How are they telling them kids to deal with the cops now after all this? Because when I was coming up, they were humans. You know, and, and all that stuff. You know, not not right. kids, but they were just humans. Now, 
what are you teaching? Someone was like, well, I used to teach them they were humans, but now I guess I got to make sure that they know they're black so they don't get killed. I'm like, that's how it should have always been. Yeah, I don't... You know, if we have any any white parents that have black children listening, you're doing them an incredible disservice by not just admitting that they're black. Even if they're they're biracial, and you're like, well, they're half white. Well, yeah, but the world doesn't see it that way. No. You know know what I mean? Uh, Eloise is half white. Hell, your wife is half white. Nobody nobody would know unless she told you. Yeah, but (laughs) but, you know what I mean? But Eloise knows she's, she's black. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that she's half white. You know, Barack Obama's half white, but no one calls him the, the biracial president. He's the black president. Yeah. And that, that's, that tells you all you need to know. Yep. All you need to know, man. It, now, I remember Fox tried to, Fox News tried to say that at first, you know. Well, he's not really black. He's being biracial. That went away real quick. I mean, yeah. I, that, that disappeared real quick, you know. And then all of a sudden, he's like, look, we can't do this. Okay, he's black. Let's just. Let's stop playing around here, okay? Yeah. He's a nigger. He's a nigger. Let's just let's stop fucking around. Um, but yeah, it's like I knew a lot of mixed kids, you know, who, you know, were were horribly depressed and didn't know what to do with their lives coming up because their parents, you know, they felt like because their parents didn't teach them they were black, they felt like they couldn't fit in with the black community. The white community obviously didn't want to have nothing to do with them. And you know, a couple of them tried to commit suicide that I knew. I mean, it was it was horrible watching. You know, and that's that's how my dad tried to convince me never to marry a white woman, but whatever. Um, <laughs> well, that's a, well, that's that's not how that you know it's. Yeah, I was like whatever. Yeah, that's silly. That's silly. Yeah, I was like whatever, Dad. I just, I yeah. was like whatever. Uh, Eloise has knowledge of self. She knows what she is. She knows who she is. Yeah. And there's a lot of black kids that that don't have that don't have that dilemma because their parents knew what the fuck they were doing. Right. You know, and they didn't look at it, having a black child as an accessory or yeah. something to prove prove how woke they are. They mm. just walk. They just walk the walk. But yeah. you know the positive. The, you know the few positives that are in this is you know we might see some change, and it's out there. You know, there's no. Here's something I didn't know that came out that was fucking a little startling and maybe plot thickening. Oh. Uh, um, George Floyd and or whatever that fucking cop's name is, you know they knew each other. Yep, I knew that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know until like uh, Friday. Yeah, I knew that, that. That that they actually knew each other. They worked at the same club as security. Yep. One one guy relieved the other guy. Yep, and this might have been personal. See, that's the thing. The, we don't know. This could easily have been personal. You know, we might find yeah. out that. George, he thought George Floyd was fucking his wife. Again, we don't again, know. again though, changes nothing for me. Nothing. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that to make any excuses or to change any opinions. I'm just saying that this might be why he just said, "Ah, fuck it. I've been wanting to kill this dude for a while. Now I got my chance." Because as some people don't know, uh, at least I didn't know until maybe a week ago. That this was about a counterfeit twenty dollar bill that he didn't even get anything for. Yeah, I. Uh, oh yeah, I knew. I uh, yeah, I knew what it was about when the video came out. I didn't, and my brother was telling me. He said, "Look," he said, "He's been on calls like that where it's like, look, look, sir, 
he passed the bill to you. I don't know if he knew it was counterfeit. I don't know if he knew it, but he didn't buy. He you didn't allow him to buy anything, so therefore the crime was not completed. It's not a crime, and that's what was with George Floyd. It wasn't a crime. And even if it, even let's say he let's let's play devil's advocate and say he knew he had a counterfeit bill. How does that justify? What happened? It doesn't. How does that? How does it justify the treatment of being detained? It doesn't. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't a violent thing where they fought. They said he tried to run a little bit, but then he just gave up. It's like, all right, this is. I'm not gonna get away. And he just surrendered and got in the car, or or you know, complied and turned around and let himself be cuffed. So you have him. He's not resisting. What are you fucking doing? Mm Mm-hmm. I read, I read, they took you out of the car again. And then, then that's what they beat him. So it's yeah. like, what, what was happening here? I can't wait to see what kind of defense they come up with. That's what's going to be interesting to me. What kind and of defense that, are they going to come up with? They're going to have one. I just want to know. They, 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 they have, yeah, they're going to they're gonna have one for sure. Yeah. But uh, what is it going to look like if he is acquitted or he doesn't do time? You think this is bad? Yeah, it's gonna be blood in the fucking streets. Yeah, and and then and, and, yeah, it's it's gonna be worse. George Floyd went from a nobody brother to in his to being a couple a martyr and a fucking civil rights almost Mount Rushmore dude. I mean, his name is gonna be remembered now for the next fifty years, hundred years. We're gonna remember George Floyd. You know, for what happened to him. But if these cops, if you thought you thought what happened with the Rodney King riots were bad. <laughs> yeah, that's where it all started with, with the video was Rodney King. You know, I mean, I couldn't imagine if if social media was at its peak now in 1990, and you oh had, my, you imagine 25 more, 25 years before it hit its before it hit its peak, it's already at its peak all through the 90s i mean can you imagine all those videos and oh my god this would have happened on this would have happened under 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 hw or or clinton i mean yeah it would have been awful you know there are things that happened then man that you know oh my god i just it would it would have just been terrible you know and that's the only thing that's changed the minds of the of a lot of these white folks is 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 the video but also, I love. I've been watching uh, more videos on the Karens of the world. Some of yes. them, some of them are annoying, but some are just hilarious. Like one lady had her hand on the guy's car, and he was trying to get out, and the car was completely stopped. And she had the phone and was screaming at nine one. He's trying to run me over. He's calling to somebody, Billy. He's trying to. Get-. The car hadn't moved a millimeter. The guy's like. The car's not moving, man. They're trying to kill me. It's moving. I think I'm going to die. And I'm like, I... Oh, God. Yeah, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. That's Older white lady. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't stop laughing. I, that made me laugh so hard. Because imagine, back in the 90s, that happens and there's no video. You're going yeah. to jail for the night, at minimum, before they sort this shit out. Right. You know, she, she's going to get you locked up for the night. Because they're going to believe her. You know, it's a white lady. Of course they're going to believe her. You know? Yep. You know, but with video, they look like, God, you crazy bitch. And she should immediately, immediately go to prison for, for, for the night. She should go to jail for the night. 
they they need to start uh you know like the lady with the bird watcher thing she she got fired but she's getting the dog back apparently but uh they need to be getting charged every time they have this these kinds of shit and that bitch was so fucking venomous because she knew yeah she did yeah. she knew what she was doing and mm-hmm. she like anything she was being attacked and trying to sound crying and distressed mm-hmm. well that fucking cunt i just mm-hmm. i uh, it's like she knew that was a possible death sentence yeah it's, it's like it's like i told her it's like I told my because brother. he asked her to leash her dog that's it yeah that's it that's not that's something oh. that you're supposed to do in that part of the park anyway the dog because there are birds there and what do dogs do they chase birds you yeah. know this is what they do you know they can't help it they're dogs they chase birds I think it's hilarious watching them run through birds. But if they're trying to bird watch, that's just disrespectful to the other people. So just put your dog on a leash, man, and keep pimping. Why is that so difficult for you to do? But she said, I'm going to tell them that an African-American is attacking me. And you know what they yeah. do to you people. Because if I, I'm a white woman, I was expecting her to say, I'm a white woman. And when I call the cop, buddy, people get hurt. Don't make me get you hurt, sir. I almost, exp- I was like, this has got to come out of her mouth. Because she she knew as a white woman calling the cops that, that actually, something, something was going to happen. Oh, absolutely. She, she absolutely knew it. Knew. Yeah. That, that, and it was like, and the dude was like, go ahead and call the cops. I, I got video now. You know, back in 95 or something, I'd have been like, man, I think I need to leave, man, because the cops shoot. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in deep shit. You know, right? You know, I I saw another one where this white lady was banging on this uh this this, this she's a professor at uh at one of these California colleges and she was banging on somebody's door, calling them nasty and they think they were Mexican, you know, uh you know whatever they call uh, wetbacks and all that shit and and, and their house stank and, and beating on the door. She's replaced on leave, which means she's gonna be fired from her job here pretty soon. And she was she was flat drunk at the time. But apparently she had done she does that every every couple days to these people. She just hates these Mexicans. Just can't stand them. This can't unbelievable. And I'm like, when is when are we gonna see the video where one of these people gets in the wrong person's face and they just get their teeth knocked out? That's the one well, I'm Well Yeah. You know. I couldn't well, imagine taking that dude. It's like you better back up off me or we gonna fight. You know? <laughs> Or I'm gonna run you over, you know. You're you're standing in front of my car because that's as I was telling my brother, I was like, isn't that isn't that kidnapping technically? He's like, yeah, it is actually. And I'd have I'd have them charged with kidnapping. I tell them, look, man, I want to press charges. I want to press kidnapping charges on them because by the tech, it's just a it's a technicality, but that is kidnapping. Let not letting you go somewhere you want to go or taking you somewhere where you don't want to be. It's kidnapping. So if they stand in front of your car. And prevent you from leaving, that's kidnapping. Well, I would have just settled for a good sound beating and just get some of my female friends to just beat the living shit out of this woman. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, I, it's but a- yeah, I know. I know I know you can't do that, but I, I want to. But we gotta go because uh Anchor is going to cut us off in about five minutes if we don't end this. Oh, we must have we must have the free free anchor. 
Uh, you know I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if we had a third, we could go for another 30 minutes. But unfortunately, our time is nigh. So, folks, I'm sorry, but thank you for letting us rant a little bit. And um, promise Friday's show will be a little more fun. But uh, I just, uh, I just, you know, I just had to get some shit off my chest. Nice. Might have been a little bit. <laughs> but um, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you Friday.